Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's Reality starting May 8th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. KFI AM640. You're listening to The John and Ken Show on demand on the iHeartRadio app. The next time uh, a press conference in a criminal case starts on time will be the first time. <laughs> yeah, we heard it's now moved to 3.30. Oh, is it 3.30? Okay. That's what we just heard, yes. Uh, we're still going to bring on Blake for a quick update but because uh, he's covering the story. It's about the bus driver who was stabbed in Woodland Hills after an argument with somebody who got on the bus and it uh, moved over to the sidewalk. You know, but uh, they've moved it to 3:30. Uh, you know, uh, Blake's report and is going to focus on the particulars which are important here. And so is the press conference, right? Uh, who who is this guy? Where is he now? Why did he do this? This is though, if I may use the word, systemic, okay? The reason these things happen are not because just this guy goes nuts or he had a bad drug trip, whatever it is. It is because we have a chaotic government that allows everything to happen. Every single drug addict in America can end up here. Every mental patient, every alcoholic, every meth user, they can all end up here and they can all live on the streets, steal whatever they want. There's no consequences. The police aren't allowed to do anything productive. Even if these people are caught, nothing happens to them for more than a few minutes. So you're going to get more of this. You know, it's kind of a mathematical equation. You got you got 42,000 crazy drug addicts, alcoholics, mental patients out on the street. You're going to have X number of people stabbed randomly for no reason. All right, let's bring, bring on Blake Trolley covering the story out of the valley about this stabbing of the Metro 
bus driver uh, as we await the news conference later this hour. Blake, a- anything more leaking out about uh, w- what the details are? I tried, guys. You know, I, I spoke to detectives and said, is there anything you could share with me? I'm just about to go into a talk show, but they are staying very tight-lipped about this. So as of right now, we still just have those original details. You know, a 21-year-old man, he was captured on camera on that Metro bus, gets on the bus. This is what detectives are telling us as of yesterday. Gets on a bus, gets into some sort of argument with the bus driver. That argument ends up outside the bus, out on the sidewalk. We're all staring at it right now. And uh, the, the press conference will basically be backdrop. You'll see it tonight, I'm sure, across TV. It'll be backdrop by the bus stop where this happened. If you look right behind it, you'll see an REI. You'll see a Range Rover dealership. I mean, this is a really upscale neighborhood. And this argument broke out on the bus, ends up on the sidewalk. At some point, this 21-year-old pulled out a knife and stabbed the driver several times, including at least once in his neck uh we were spoke to people in the neighborhood they say they heard police helicopters all through the night last night it sounds like it was all hands on deck with police trying to apprehend this guy try to find this guy and uh, of course this has now contributed to a larger conversation about metro safety guys of course you know we spoke about it earlier in the show this is this is one of several violent incidents to now happen on the metro system in recent weeks last month we heard about three stabbings in the same week we heard about a woman being uh you know a woman was attacked in in long beach uh by two people and now we have this bus driver being stabbed by somebody trying to get on the bus and getting into an argument so now there's a lot of discussion and a lot of questions around what exact measures is Metro going to take and, and what are officials eyeing right now? You know, we heard from Tracy Park. She wants, she came out pretty directly, probably the most directly we've heard so far saying we need more officers. She says ambassadors are just not going to going to do the job. I know in this case, I don't even believe there was an ambassador on the, um, on the bus. Well, he would have gotten again, stabbed there's too. There's a call now for more law enforcement. If the ambassador doesn't have a gun, he gets stabbed. They're, 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 the ambassadors are start going to start getting taken out. Although I imagine most of them are too afraid to intervene. I don't think an ambassador would have intervened with a crazy guy who had a big knife. Why would they do that? They'd end up dying. Yeah. You know, and we've heard from people, you know, when we covered this, John, about a month ago, a couple months ago, whenever we started talking about that Westlake MacArthur station playing music, I don't know if you guys remember, but we talked to that writer and he had detailed what he'd seen, drug dealing, violence, people getting in fights all on this metro system and this is a system a lot of people across los angeles have to use they have to use it for work we spoke to one woman today uh you know and she said you know she wants to see some sort of changes she didn't detail what but she uses metro every single day to come here and work in woodland hills and i want to reiterate people in the area say they're shocked by this because this is woodland hills you know we're in a it's a pretty affluent neighborhood again there's an rei dealership uh, rei dealership an rei a, a, yeah. a jaguar dealership a range rover dealership i mean this is a it almost looks like orange county yeah you know inland orange county but, but, in this neighborhood. But, but these violent vagrants are all over the city they're wandering around and the buses or, or the trains will take them to places that they wouldn't normally be that they're not organic to and that's what happens this guy you know, maybe this guy took a bus into woodland hills and and stumbled out or I, or I mean, I mean, if you have a public transportation system and there's thousands of vagrants sitting on the trains and buses all day just to while away the time, yeah, they're going to end up in odd places. 
Yeah, well, you know, you, you talk about the ambassadors. I think there certainly is a lot of questions. Is at what, an, what would an ambassador do, right, in this situation? Nothing. You have a guy getting on the bus, getting into an argument with the bus driver. That argument becomes violent. I mean, the bus driver and an ambassador, in my opinion, uh, you know, if, if you're not, if we're not talking about a law enforcement officer, got to have a gun. I mean, what's the difference? If you if you well, don't have a gun, you lose. He wins. I I, I don't. Uh, somebody tell me how else it could work. I can't think of it. Maybe I'm stupid. But if that guy has a big knife, unless you have a gun, he's going to win. Yeah. Well, I encourage people to, uh, you know, stay with us with this because, again, later this hour, I think we're going to get a lot of details about what happened. Again, police so far really just describing this as an argument that ended up on the sidewalk with the bus driver being stabbed several times. But, again, uh, you know, it's it's just such a freak incident. And I think uh, yeah, well, so it's know. a freak incident because it's, it's Woodland Hills. If it happened in MacArthur Park, it'd just be another day. Do we know how many people were on this bus at the time this happened, Blake? Or No, it sounds like there were several riders, um, and that's going to be a question that we're going to be able to ask today is, is just to speak and also to see if anybody else was possibly involved. You know, was anybody else attacked? Of, of course, it sounds like the bus driver maybe took it the worst, but, you know, there may have been other people that uh, were attacked or, or, or maybe tried to intervene. A lot of those details have remained really fuzzy, so I think this is a – Coming up here, we're going to have our opportunity to really figure out and, exactly what happened. And also, this was an actual bus stop where this guy got on and got in the argument. Do we know that even? Yeah, no, it's a bus stop. Like I said, uh, we're set up to do the press conference right in front of it. It's a bus stop uh, right here on Topanga Canyon in Irwin. It's right on the corner. So. Okay. All right. Well, we'll we'll be checking in with you later. And obviously, you'll be reporting on KFI News after the news conference begins sometime around 3.30. Thanks, Blake. All right. Thanks, guys. All right, Blake Trolley covering this story for another incident of violence on the metro system. A bus driver is in critical condition. They hope he survives after being stabbed several times by a guy he got into an argument with on the bus yesterday afternoon in Woodland Hills. More coming up. John and Ken, KFI AM640, live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. 
We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Michael Rappaport, and my wife, KB Rappaport, starting May 8th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. We're on the radio till 4 o'clock. After 4, you could hear the whole show all over again, or for the first time, uh, John and Ken On Demand, the podcast. Yeah, and this time tomorrow we'll be playing voice line calls. How would you like to be a part of that? You excited? Well, use the iHeartRadio app to leave a message, the microphone icon. Call the toll-free number 1-877-MOIST-86, 1-877-664-7886. Again, we're going to pick up this news conference now. been bumped to 3.30 concerning the stabbing of the Metro Bus driver up in Woodland Hills yesterday afternoon. The suspect are looking for the reward. The condition, we hope, of the bus driver will be better. We'll find out all this, uh, we hope, before 4 o'clock. They already bumped it once. They might bump it again. Um, do you think... Here comes the Feinstein update, John. Do you think if somebody went up to Feinstein and shoulder this poll where overwhelmingly California voters think she ought to step down from the Senate, she'd even understand what it is? Or Probably not. <laughs> that's the thing stop giving me paperwork <laughs> they all know what's going on the staff all knows she's senile the staff knows the public would like her to go for obvious reasons and uh there but there's no way to force her and there's no way so, to but if she doesn't understand the question yeah there's there the, the senate would have to have a vote i think maybe to expel her this, yeah, she's but, been back there for over a week, and, and uh, there's a lot of photos the first couple of days and remarks about uh, her situation, but it's calmed down. I don't think uh, they've ever done that be for health reasons. Oh, no, they've ever expelled the Senate. No, 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 no I don't they think they have. They never will. So no. she, she's, she's not, she's not going to leave. No, they let that 100-year-old Strom Thurmond go on. Right. He didn't make any sense. No, I, I don't think the people on the inside take all this stuff as seriously as people on the outside do, especially the media and, and activists. and You, you know, don't think they talk about this? Because they, they love talk gossip about it, but in they D.C. It's like, oh, they, my gosh, look at Feinstein in the talk wheelchair. About it, she can they, barely stand up. She can't even. But they don't really care. They're not going to do anything about it. You, you don't hear any of them even speaking publicly. Uh, We've got, got 100 senators, and you don't have one senator to stand up and say, really, this is embarrassing. Let, let, her, let her go home with dignity. This is, this is elder abuse is what it is. I mean, there must be thousands and thousands of people that work in Washington, D.C., staff members and, and all the related, uh, you know, congressional staffs and whatnot. Every single one of them knows Feinstein is senile. And they know Biden's senile, too. And they don't do it. They don't say anything. They can't do anything, but they don't say anything. Well, she can barely stand up. She can barely walk. It looks like she can barely yeah. see. She, you oh. know, she's got a good chance if she gets loose of falling and killing herself. 
and oh. none of the people care. Hey, I, you know, that, that's happened. It's happened to somebody in my family. Well, you it's not so old... much like you said people care. They can't do anything. You can't force her to resign unless they vote her out. And uh, I don't well, know whether or not staffers have approached her in any moment of lucidity to explain to her maybe it is time to go back to California and hang it up. But I, I but, don't know yeah, if that's happened. I, yeah, I don't, know if she, I don't know how lucid she is. Instead, because... you've got Nancy Pelosi's daughter uh, ushering her around. And, and again, if you really believe in you know, the, uh, the evil end of this, it's because replacing her before the election with somebody in that seat would probably give that person an advantage if they decided to run and to go for the term in 2024. Yeah, they've had situations before where somebody had to be replaced and you get a caretaker. Sometimes you get an older politician who's yeah, who has no interest in the long term. No, right? no, but they, they've got enough experience so they can uh, work their way around the job, right? They, they'll pretty much know what they're doing. And that, that's, that's normally what you do. You take somebody in off, uh, like to bring in retired judges, right? Yeah, bring in a retired politician and say, hey, can you give us a year and a half as senator and show up at the hearings and the meetings? I got your answer. It's boxer. Oh, there you go. That, that, right. That's exactly what I'm talking about. That's that would be a good interim appointment. It would have no interest in the job, and because apparently uh, this bunch that's trying to replace her, Schiff, Katie Porter, Barbara Lee, they're close in the polls, but actually Barbara Lee is behind, and she's the one that they think Newsom would appoint because he says it's going to be a black woman. Well, I... nobody knows, and Newsom might not know. Nobody knows what he's going to do. He's uh, he announced what he's going to do, but but they don't know that he's he would pick Barbara Lee. No, nah, it just makes the most sense because she's right there already running. So, Yeah, but then you give her an unfair advantage. And well, that's the problem there's, with this, right? There's a lot of pressure to not give any one of the three an unfair advantage. Two-thirds of registered voters said that uh, her situation shows she's no longer fit to serve. Two out of three Democrat voters felt that way. Only 20% said that she should continue well, if she wants I'll to. How could you possibly make the case for having her continue? That 20%. They, they, there must be people Those who, are just diehards who believe it should be up to the person, whether they're mentally fit or not to decide. We can't force anyone out. It's it's cruel. We got to bring back force. We got you know, so for, to force, force is necessary. <laughs> the drug problem, the homeless yeah. problem, the Feinstein problem. No, really. You know what? They ought to carry die. her out. They, they ought to force them to take cognitive tests once they hit a certain age. Like yeah. uh, anybody, anybody over uh, seventy in Congress, you got to take a cognitive test, and if you fail it, then you're out. Because all the staff is doing is they're trying to keep her from having an embarrassing interchange with a reporter. That's what they're all doing. They're all scrambling around. No, they're to make shielding sure, her, right? Right. So, th so that a reporter doesn't ask. They whisk her behind pillars in the wheelchair, so there's no pictures and there's no questions. So the reporter's going to come up and say, "Hey, what's your name?" And she's not going to know. Or what day is it? She's not going to know. She doesn't remember that she was out for three months. So with Nancy Pelosi's daughter protecting her, Pelosi, Nancy Pelosi herself, is uh, putting forth the sexism argument. Wow. Oh, no one would ask a man to step down like sure this. Sure we did. Oh, that's nonsense. Everybody's, everybody's saying Biden ought to, ought to quit. Right. Well, what about Fetterman? Gonna, okay, yeah. guys, the uh, news conference out of Woodland Hills on that Metro. Uh, first speaker is going to be Los yeah. Angeles Police Department Chief of Police Michael Moore. Our second speaker is going to be City of Los Angeles Deputy Mayor for Public Safety Brian Williams. 
Our third speaker is going to be Los Angeles City Council Member Bob Blumenfield of the 3rd District. Speaker number four will be Glendale City Council Member and Metro Board Chair Ara Najarian. Speaker number five will be Metro Chief Executive Officer Stephanie Wiggins. Uh, Valley Bureau Chief Alan Hamilton will be available for questions as well as MTA Deputy Chief Donnie Graham. They will be here today with us as, as well as their uh, assistant commanding officers to answer any of your questions um, and provide the information that you need. With MTA Deputy Chief Donnie Graham, they will be here today with us as, as well as their uh, assistant commanding officers to answer any of your questions. Um, and provide the information that you need. With that, I will pass it on to Chief Moore, and thank you again. Captain Espinosa, uh, thank you very much. I'd like to thank MTA Chair and Glendale Councilmember Narajan for being here today. Our MTA CEO, uh, Stephanie Wiggins, who last night her and I were speaking uh, in real time in regards to the tragic uh, set of circumstances involving this stabbing. Uh, this, this horrific attack. Uh, her agency, her entire agency's uh, call to arms, if you will, of, of mustering every resource to support us in our investigation. I want to thank uh, Councilmember, I'm sorry, uh, yeah, Councilmember Blumenfield uh, for your continued support, uh, for your support of the men and in, in the public safety uh, circle, but also uh, in ensuring the safety of this community. Uh, we're joined here today by Deputy uh, Mayor of Public Safety, uh, Brian Williams, uh, in support of, uh, of this investigative status, and we'll be able to provide information as well. So just as a brief uh, recap of this event, this event did occur yesterday at 5.15 in the afternoon. It occurred at the corner behind me here at uh, Irwin Street and Topanga Canyon Boulevard. There, a bus driver, uh, 61 years of age, a male, uh, was in conducting a, a stop and at that point, we believe that a male uh, suspect uh, entered the bus and had a verbal argument with our driver. During that argument, uh, both individuals stepped out of the vehicle and of the bus. We believe that the bus driver at this point was attempting to, to render or to seek some assistance regarding this unruly passenger. The passenger was described as a male, white, six feet blonde hair, thin build, uh, muscular in that build, between the ages of 16 and 20 years of age. Uh, as, the, as the two individuals uh, stood outside, the suspect, we believe, uh, viciously in an unprovoked manner, repeatedly stabbed our, our bus driver, uh, causing, causing grievous injuries. The suspect then fled away from this location on foot. Uh, responding units, as well as the LA Fire Department, came to the aid of this victim. It was with the extraordinary efforts of the intervention of those paramedics as they worked in to, to save this man's life as he, as he was transported to a nearby hospital, as well as the extraordinary intervention by the trauma team at Northridge Hospital that I, I am somewhat encouraged to report. Uh, I was at the hospital earlier this afternoon that the victim remains in, while critical condition, extremely critical, he is still alive. The natures of the injuries that he sustained uh, were, were, were definitely beyond life-threatening, uh, and certainly in many other instances, he would not have survived the, the, the level of this attack. Now our men and women uh, immediately set up a search of this area, taking imagery from the bus line as well as searching the, and canvassing the surrounding area to locate this individual. There are detectives from throughout the San Fernando Valley uh, under the leadership of Deputy Chief uh, uh, Alan Hamilton, uh, also the assistance and support of the Topanga Commanding Officer uh, Captain Botang, 
uh, along with uniformed officers, including the mall footbeat that is typically deployed here in the Topanga Plaza area. Responded here, learning the information of this uh, suspect's description, and worked through the in evening in an organized search pattern to try to identify this individual. We recognize that he poses a real and present danger to others, uh, given the nature of this assault. That investigation continued through the night. I want to thank the media for your efforts in publishing the photographs that were given. We recognize that the quality of those photographs was not, uh, was, were not necessarily well, but they were sufficient. The community stepped forward and began working with us, providing tips and leads that we've worked through up to this last hour. And I'm happy to report in this last hour that this individual has been identified and our follow-up investigation has resulted in his arrest and he is in our custody. He is a 17-year-old male. By the fact that he is a juvenile, we believe the one responsible for this vicious attack, we will not be identifying him beyond that point at this point. But I do want to announce to the public that through the outstanding work of our men and women, uh, as well as in concert with the support of our community, who came together recognizing that this type of attack could not go unaddressed, that we were able to identify and bring this person in. We'll continue our investigation into these, his background, into what uh, would have motivated or, or set a set of circumstances that would, in, there's no means of justifying this, but in some effort to try to explain. Because in reality, 1.3 million people a day travel the bus lines across this region. And one of them is right behind me right now. Let this, we'll let that go by. Can you hear it? Okay, so 1.3 million ride buses throughout this region. And the vast majority of time, they are safe. We recognize the perception of a single incident and how it can have such a chilling effect on a sense of one's safety. Bus ridership in Los Angeles is something the Los Angeles Police Department takes very seriously. We deploy bus ridership teams every single day across the network of literally though hundreds of routes. The largest challenge we have in bus ridership as for safety is we do have low levels of dis disorderly conduct. We have people who are verbally abusive of bus operators. We have individuals that feel that they don't have to provide by or follow the code of conduct. Uh, this type of vicious assault is an anomaly, but it is also one that this department, and I'm happy to report that the MTA would not have any fashion of explaining away that instead it's leaning in to provide every resource to us to ensure sure it was solved. And I believe again that we've identified the person responsible and that we will bring him to before the criminal justice system. With that, I ask for all of Angelinos for your continued prayers and support of this victim, of, of his family. I'd also ask the media to allow the family some space. I know there's a lot of questions regarding the, this driver, his background, his time with MTA, what makes up this individual. And he is a, a, a man who's worthy of respect and admiration. But the family is asking for privacy and for distance. So I ask that you not visit where you believe he may be uh, receiving treatment, his home, or any other location. And speaking with his wife this afternoon, she has assured me that when their family is prepared, to have any type of communication or conversation with the media that they will allow, they'll alert us to that. And I assure you, we will reach out to you and let you know that that's an available uh, option. With that, I'd like to return this back to Captain Espinoza for our next speaker. Thank you. All right, you've been listening to LAPD Chief Michael Moore. Uh, All right, well, that is the news conference that they held up in uh, Woodland Hills.
to talk about the stabbing of the Metro bus driver yesterday afternoon about 5.15. They led off by saying that they're hopeful he will recover, although he remains in pretty serious condition. The big announcement there, they have arrested someone. And, oh, boy, George Gascon, are you listening? It's a juvenile. Oh, it's well. a 17-year-old is who's been picked up. Oh, well, there's going to be uh, very little detention time for him then. He got, he'll get away with this one. Yeah, because, you know, the brain is undeveloped, as we've learned from George right. Gascon. And, and not until you're like so, 25 years old can you make more rational choices in life. And uh, he should be forgiven after a short stay in some sort of a camp. Yeah. Right? What? Uh, so is this a local psycho or uh, did he run away from home and well, jump on a bus to L.A.? Because he's a juvenile, they can't tell us anything, including his name. Well, nothing. They should. They should tell us everything. I'm sure care. reporters I, will dig to find out. He's more. a juvenile. Did you hear the injuries were so bad? Uh, the, 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 was that was that uh, Moore who was doing the whole press yes. conference? Well, the, well, the point we carried. Yeah, he said they were beyond life threatening. Now, what the hell is that? What is beyond life threatening? Well, then you should be dead. Exactly. I don't know. So I didn't how, hear that. How, uh, that is, is the, a bizarre is, way to uh, this, characterize this it. This is the police chief, right? Now, you, oh, they were beyond life threatening. Huh? Maybe there'll be questions from reporters, but we have not learned anything about what the argument was. Uh, the bus stops. Oh. This guy, now that we know is a 17 year old, gets on. He argues with the bus driver. They end up outside in the sidewalk, and then he stabs the bus driver. What could you possibly argue with a bus driver about? It's I don't want to pay. It's psycho nonsense. The bus drivers don't even bother with that anymore. No, think so. No, I maybe don't. he wasn't going to let him on the bus I unless don't. he paid somehow. Because because I I, I it's I, Woodland Hills. They still have manners. I am no. guessing he came in threatening, and that's why the bus driver took him out Said, to the sidewalk. Yeah, get off here, right? So the passengers wouldn't get hurt, and he ended up sacrificing his body for others. He probably came in and was saying crazy stuff. Because look what he did. He pulls out a knife, and he was he was savage in attacking this guy. So I, I'm, I'm not sure he had a specific issue. Uh, I'm sure not only is he underage, there'll be mental health issues brought up in his defense and blah, blah, blah. We know how this usually goes. So uh, don't know whether or not the reward came into play. They got this guy pretty quick within 24 hours. Obviously, the surveillance footage helped. In uh, Somebody must have recognized him. In 2022, this is according to Metro Statistics. Came out earlier this year. In 2022, there were 162 reports of assault against metro operators, either bus or train drivers. That's about one every other day. One every other day, uh, a train or bus driver is assaulted. Uh, they're having trouble recruiting drivers. I've, well, I've heard that. I've actually seen ads. They're trying to get relief drivers. Because, they're trying to get people to. Because every day you have. Hundreds of people boarding your bus. And with the number of psychos out in the street, wouldn't you be bracing yourself? Every person that walks up, they might suddenly pull out a knife and assault you. Or, oh, yeah. Especially yeah. in just having the vagrant sleep on your bus all day when you're driving around. That's annoying. In 2022, there, uh, the most serious offenses are called part one crimes. Assault, robbery. 1,435 incidents in 2022. 1,435. 21 deaths across the system. Oh. I, I, 
In that 2019, it was five. So it, it's directly connected to the city and the L.A. Police Department, and that's Michael Moore, because he goes along with this, abdicating their responsibility. County supervisors, city council, abdicating the responsibility. Hmm. I, I mean, if, if you're not going to get the people off the street, then you're going to get more people killed. It's, it's simple. It's a direct correlation. 1,435 assaults in the train system. And they, they say that the number of women using the system is, is dropping dramatically. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Uh, that, would, that would make sense. So that's your update on the Metro bus driver stabbing again. A 17-year-old is in custody, believed to be the person that stabbed the bus driver. Didn't say much else about it or what caused the argument or any more of the details That'll come out later. We also have an update to give you on the 17-year-old who fell off the 6th Street Bridge. Oh, yeah. The family is speaking. Anthony Luna was his name, 17 years old. His father, Paul Luna, wants everyone to know it was not a social media stunt. And here's how he explained it. His son was climbing a fence along the bridge when he slipped and fell. He said it happened. By the way, the bridge, he was climbing one of the arches on the 6th Street Bridge. He says that it was just a kid being a kid. He didn't use social media often. He didn't care about the attention or interaction. Uh, he saw his friends going over the fence to get a better view, and I guess he decided to do the same thing. I guess the family just thought it was kind of mean that everyone out there thought it was just a social media stunt, so they're trying to uh, defend their child by saying he's not like that. But they right. probably read the, the reports that are circulating in the media about this and felt... Oh, who said it was a social media stunt? Well, the reports were, they didn't use the word stunt, but that he wanted to broadcast or post a video on social media right. of him well, climbing. So everyone just assumed, well, well that's what well, people do now. They uh, want well, to get likes, so therefore... Well, how do, well, we don't know if the family's telling the truth. How would the family know? They must have talked to his kids' friends, and that's supposed to be what they're telling them. Right. I, and who supplied the original? I say, I just don't believe all the stories and the counter stories and the denials. Yeah. It's, I wonder where this stuff comes from. It may be made up. It's just it's understanding that they want to protect their, you know, the, right. the memory of their kid from so, this idea that he's just another uh, Darwinian death because he was trying to become famous on social media. Well, and they're just saying he doesn't do that. And, all right. But climbing fences like that is is a Darwinian death. It doesn't matter what yeah. your motivation is. You're doing something that uh, the, the risk is, is extremely high. And again, most 17 year olds don't do that. No, but there are seven. If anyone's going to do this, it's a 17 year old male. Because they oh, yeah. like the they yeah. like the thrill most likely of, of, of climbing like that. All right, we got more coming up. John and Ken, KFI AM six forty. We're live everywhere. It's the iHeartRadio app. You're listening to John and Ken on demand from KFI AM six forty. Yeah, uh, tomorrow we'll bring us back to the moist line. So this is your last shout out for calls. You can use the iHeartRadio app, the microphone icon, to connect directly to the John and Ken moist line. Or you can always dial the number one eight seven seven moist eighty six one eight seven seven six six four seven eight eight six. Again, if you're just tuning in, the big news this hour is they have arrested a seventeen year old who they believe stabbed the Metro bus driver in Woodland Hills yesterday afternoon after some kind of an argument. 
That's about all there was in the update, besides the fact that they think the bus driver is doing better and should survive, although it was... What was the words that the Chief Moore used, John, that they're beyond life-threatening? The injuries were beyond life-threatening. Yeah, that sounds a little exaggerated. but Yeah, well, you think a police chief would be a little more precise. Uh, people uh, like cosmetic surgery. The United States is full of it. But sometimes people are on a budget, so they go to another country to have cheaper plastic surgery, cosmetic well, surgery. That's Darwinism, too. Well, you remember the story a few months ago? I think it was the same area, Matamoros, Mexico. There was a woman that went there with a tummy tuck, and remember uh -huh. they got abducted? Yes, she and her friends ended up getting... By uh, the cartel group the who thought they were Haitians and a rival gang or something. Yeah. And I think, some, like, didn't at least one person die in that? Yes. Uh, one of them. Two of them died. Two of them died. Two of her friends. Uh, now we have a second person has died after going to Matamoros, Mexico, for uh well they're describing it as medical treatment we believe though it was some type of uh plastic surgery uh, they are dying from fungal meningitis oh. which oh. can be really oh that's serious horrible meningitis is when you get uh a brain inflammation or, or spinal uh fluid the, the, oh, the, yeah. the tube i can explain is... it now we're up to two deaths and a number of other people oh. hospitalized in texas they believe it's because when they got the epidural anesthesia, it must have been an infected needle. There were two clinics they're looking at in Mexico. They've both been closed since this story broke. Oh. Uh, between January 1st and May 13th, Mexican health officials sent the CDC a list of people who had procedures that put them at risk of meningitis at those clinic. 224 people may have been exposed. So the numbers are expected to increase meningitis is an inflammation of the protective membranes that surround your brain and spine uh. commonly caused by viruses but in some cases by fungi so or get, bacteria you get fungal inflammation in your brain yes That's fungal meningitis develops after a fungal infection is either introduced or spreads to the brain or the spinal cord you can feel headaches fever nausea sensitivity Why? to light i don't understand I just don't understand human beings. Why they would? Well, you, you, go, you go to Mexico get, to get plastic surgery in 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 some rundown neighborhood with you know, some dubious doctor. Half off. Well, yeah, and there's a know. reason. Well, not contagious. Fungal meningitis can be very deadly if it's not treated and. It uh, sounds diagnosed. like it would be. If right? you get it early, apparently it's very treatable. But uh, if you don't, they've got Oof. they've got medications. Uh, but it depends on how good your immune system is. Yeah, um, you don't want to leave it up to that. They're trying to figure out the exact fungi involved in this outbreak because that's helpful in the treatment phase of this. It can take there's weeks just, to identify the fungi. There's, there's no, there's no laws in Mexico to govern this stuff. It's enforced. Like they, they, I would say I mean, it's more lax, probably. Yeah, yeah, it's it's. Anything can happen there. You don't know if these, these guys really have degrees. They really have any experience doing this, if they're any good at it. I wonder if they advertise or how they come up with, you know, patients or just people look on the Internet and say, look at that. I can, you know, I can get a tummy tuck for half a cost in the United States. Let's go to Mexico. Yeah, Plus, I we can make a vacation out of it. Or yeah, I imagine. Let me type in tummy tucks in Mexico. Word of mouth, too, probably. Their friend yeah. got it or something or someone they know. Yeah. 
The CDC did issue a health travel advisory urging medical medical tourists, they're called, to cancel any upcoming elective yeah. procedures until there is no longer a risk at these clinics. Yeah, well, nobody uh, nobody reads those advisories from the government. No, well, they count on the media. To spread oh, here the we go. Um, top plastic surgeons in Mexico. A whole website here. $3,500 U.S. money. Uh, tummy Tuck, Mexico. Prices can save you up to 70% compared to U.S. Oh, prices. Oh, see, I just threw out 50. It could be 70. Mexico is one of the cheapest states for a tummy tuck. Only a two- to three-hour flight. See? Oh, they've even got photos. It's hard to resist for some people. Certified anesthesiologist. Certified plastic surgeon. Certified, certified to kill you. Yeah. yeah. This... Where'd they get certified? <laughs> <laughs> Does it say on the website? Uh... I haven't found it yet. No. Oh, and and they they have gross photos of bellies that need to be tucked. Oh yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah. So you can either get abducted by a drug cartel or you could get a fungal infection. Conway's I, I, here. I'm sure many people have survived, John, and done well with their Mexican. Yeah, I'm sure. Go ahead. Uh, go for it. I think there's another pandemic around the corner. Yeah. And here's the here's my only sign that I know that this is true. Walmart used to have five or six spaces where people can pull up and get their groceries and yeah. their, their goods put in their car. Now they have 40. What? <laughs> and they're not being used, so Walmart knows what's going on. <laughs> they get some advanced word. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Did you yeah. see there's another wave of COVID in China that's breaking out? Oh, is that right? There is, oh, yes. Oh, boy. Are they stopping the flights? No. <laughs> hey, Bellio, do you have my mask? <laughs> oh, okay, I'll need that tonight. Not to mask. Uh, Alan Hamilton's coming on with us. He's the deputy chief of LAPD. They uh, have a $25,000 reward for the search of the uh, suspect and the stabbing of the bus driver last night. Oh, no, Well, they caught the guy. Well, I, but... Um, so the reward's kind of off the table. I yeah, guess. but we don't know who's going to, you know, if anyone's going to get it. But oh, well, watching that last night, um, you know, when it was on live and, and all the news stations were there, you know, every single day... Metro tells you how safe it is and get on Metro and Metro's great and Metro does this They're and that. Lying. And then every night there's another guy stabbed. And this mm -hmm. is a bus driver. Yeah. No, there's there's uh, there was over 1,400 assaults last year wow. on bus and trains. Yeah. I used yeah. to take the, uh, the Metro all the time to King Games. I would never do that now. No, never. I never do that. Uh, Billy Ray's going to come on. He's a very famous uh, director and uh, writer. Is involved with uh, Captain Billy Ray Cyrus? No, 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 no. The, uh, oh. the other Billy Ray. Uh, but uh, Captain Phillips and the Hunger Games to talk about the strike, get an uh, yeah, update yeah. Oh, on the strike. Oh, yeah, the strike. And then uh, Dean Sharp is coming on as well. Uh, and then to, um, uh, Mark Thompson is going to be uh, on at, at 6.55. But it's not Tuesday. Well, I think he's filling in tonight. Oh, at 6.55, I get it. I what, think so. five minutes? Well, no, he's doing he's doing motion. I think he's oh, doing motion. Oh, I see. Okay, yeah. <laughs> that's Tim's backdoor way of yeah. That's right. That's right. Ding he's very good. Right. He's very yeah. good. And by the way, I went to Target to see what the uh, hoopla was about the the bathing the tuck. Suit. Yeah, yeah, with the tuck. That's a very fine made suit. I like that. Oh, you, you oh, you're gonna it? try it? You yeah. have it on underneath? No, no but I, I felt it, and it's good material, and and the little <laughs> I mean, the little I felt it. The way you're wiggling your fingers, that's gross. Yeah, the what little are you doing? the little sack there. Uh, it's very well made. It's very well made. Okay. Look, if you're going to get a bathing suit and you only have one, and you only have money for one bathing suit to tuck your balls into, that's the suit. Oh, I knew he'd say it. 
You've got too much free time. All God. I hear is about Costco, Walmart, Target. That's right. Yeah, is that that's your where day? he goes. He spends his day at these places. I feel, I feel like a king at Walmart. I, I just, you just wander around all day buying cheap stuff. It's it, but look. It's the it's the tiki torch uh, white trash that go there, and I, I and I'm part of that group. All right, so that's, what, that's that's what He's um, proud. Dave Chappelle calls him. You know, if you go to Walmart, that's the tiki torch whites. It's the casino folk. That's yeah. right. All right. Come that's on. I'll try the casino folk. Roche has got the news. All right. Live in the 24-hour KFI newsroom. Ding dong. Hey, you've been listening to the John and Ken Show. You can always hear us live on KFI AM 640, 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. every Monday through Friday. And, of course, anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's Reality starting May 8th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.